Welcome to Southern Salon Podcast, our first episode in 2022. I'm Amy Clark Spain. And I'm Brittany Robertson. And we're glad you're with us. Brittany, I've missed you. I've missed you, and I've missed doing this. I told Amy we were going to be scraping off the cobwebs this morning and see what happened. Full disclosure, we literally just hit record and have just started recording. So this is not planned. This is go with the flow. This is you and us sitting on the couch, having a cup of coffee and just catching up. That's true. I'm literally sitting here in front of my fireplace and Mm -hmm. drinking my coffee and I've got all the curtains open and I'm looking out at this freshly fallen snow and I'm sure you've got some too. Yes, ma'am. And we've got virtual learning happening over here today. We do too, upstairs. My kids are in remote school right now. And I was saying, I posted on Instagram last night, I said, if it snows on old Christmas, which was yesterday, does that count as snowing on Christmas? Probably not, but I'll take it. Hey, we'll count it. We got spoiled last year. I told my kids, I hope they enjoyed last year's, well, I guess two years ago now, the snow on Christmas, because that was like the most magical thing. And it's such a rarity. I think when I was little, I thought it was going to snow. It was just supposed to snow on Christmas, but when you actually get it, it's like a really special thing. So it is. And if some of you don't know what old Christmas is or little Christmas, those of us that some of us in Appalachia celebrate that. I, we don't necessarily celebrate it, but we know about it because it's an old Irish tradition of celebrating the 12 days of Christmas in January 6th is the last day of the 12 days of Christmas tide. And that's when some people choose to take down their decorations and mm-hmm. their trees. They leave them up that long. So yesterday was the last day was old Christmas or little Christmas. Snow as you get older and you've got kids and you've got virtual learning and you can be a challenge sometimes, but yeah. But you know, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. I think that one good thing that came out of the pandemic, I think, is this technology and this new way of learning that we have, you know, we have that option now. They don't, they're not just sitting at home. They're actually getting some school in, which, you know, it may not be the best way, but at least they're getting to go to school, even if it's virtual. And I just did air quotes when I said. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's nice because they're not going to have to make these days up, which I know my kids are excited about that. So yeah, Um, me too. Anyway, well, Amy, it's a brand new year and I always like to kind of restart. Is that the word? Maybe restart or refresh. I think we all do like I was I was laughing because I took my Christmas decorations down already, obviously. And I don't know if it's January or if it's just like the fact that the house looks bare, but I'm I'm always ready to like declutter and just like throw everything away and, and kind of get like a fresh start this time of year. Are you that way? I am, but we're not making much progress. I know. We aren't um, either. Like I said, well, we just got our decorations down. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I've got my decorations down, but they're in the floor. So we yeah. here's the state of my house right now. So we sold our living room furniture and we sold our bedroom furniture because we were ready for, you know, a refresh. So mm-hmm. Sold it, but if you've bought furniture lately, if anybody's bought furniture lately, you know that there's this shipping delay, mm-hmm. as there is on everything, and furniture is the worst. Like, it's months, mm-hmm. months. Now, luckily, we're probably going to have half of it in later this month and half of it in February, so we don't have to wait. Like, some people are having to wait until April That's to get crazy. new furniture. Yeah, if you, you can't just walk in the store and buy it. Now, they have some pieces, but... So we're doing that. So we literally have dining room chairs sitting in the living room, just sitting around. If you happen to walk into the living room and you need somewhere to sit down, we've got a dining room chair for you. We've just been doing that. I've got my Christmas trees 
undecorated, but they're still standing because we have to get new containers for the Christmas trees. I took my wreaths off the windows, but they are sitting in the floor drying off. So there's that. So it's really kind of chaotic here right now, but that's okay. I'm not going to stress about it. It is what it is. is My husband works in healthcare and everybody knows what healthcare looks like right now. So He's doing as much as he can because he's the one that gets the storage and gets the things down for us and carries it down. Cause right. it's heavy. So that's sort of where we are. So I'm kind of in transition with the decluttering, and but that's okay. I'm not letting it stress me out. We're in a yeah. new year and we're transitioning and I'm... I always get in the mood to purge, purge clothing, mm-hmm. purge toys, purge old, you know, the Christmas stuff that I don't want anymore. And I never quite get as much out as I want to, but right. buying new furniture and repainting and stuff like that really does motivate you to go ahead and and get rid of stuff. Oh yeah, that's that's me. And I'm hoping I can accomplish a few things before I fizzle out because I, I literally have a gallon of paint sitting out in my living room right now. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I painted my kitchen. I'm like, I'm just going to paint the living room too. And Ben was like, don't start this today. You're not going to get finished. So <laughs> um, who knows how far I'll make it. So Amy, are there any like specific things that you're going to, I guess, I, don't, I hate to say resolutions, but are there any things this year that you are like, you have goals for maybe? Oh, sure. I took a cue from you. And I had actually done this before a long time ago, but I hadn't done it in a long in a while. I took a cue from you and wrote myself a letter for 2022 oh, that I'm yeah. going to read on the last day of the year yes. to see how well I did with my plans. And mm-hmm. I, you know, reflecting on 2021, I was thinking, what did I, you know, how do I feel about 2021, and how do I feel about moving into 2022? And I really think that 2021 came with a kind of peace that I Mm -hmm. hadn't felt in a while. And that's just because I've always dealt with anxiety and worry. Mm -hmm. And I probably do that more than the average person. And so I knew that that was something that I needed to manage. And so I think that, you know, as the year came, as 2021 wound down, that got better for me. So that was a positive reorganizing my life, reorganizing how much time I spend on things, creating in new ways. I had always stressed about not writing enough because I love writing and I love publishing. I love doing um, work for school, but I like creative writing as well. And so I'm constantly doing that. I constantly have a project, but if I don't do it enough, I stress about it. And so, you know, creating in new ways was a positive for me too. And doing that with my daughter um, really made 2021 special. Sure. Focusing on health. And so all of that, I want to move into 2022, but there are specifics. So how about I do one and then you do one and we'll just sort of, I've got three main things that I think I want to work on. I've got a lot of things I want to work on, but I've got three main things on my list. Same, same. So, So mine, I'll start with better sleep. Now, were you able, you couldn't join us for the sleep podcast, but were you able to listen yes, to it? Yes, I okay. did. It was wonderful. Yeah. So Alex is great. Um, she does a lot of spe- sleep research. If if you're listening to this and you haven't heard our previous podcast on the science of sleep, I recommend it because she gives you some really good tips. Sleep is something that I have chased my whole life. 
I do not sleep well. And I know that it is bad for you to not sleep well. And yeah. it's, you know, it's not good for you mentally. It's not good for you physically. So that is something that I'm really going to get control over. And I, I know part of it is my own bad habits. Mm-hmm. I have bad habits that interrupt my sleep or keep me from sleeping. Yeah. So that is something I'm going to work on for 2022 and get into, I don't want to call it a habit, but really change, change it for good. Yeah. Like it's going to be something, it's going to be a new me when it comes to how I sleep. What about you? Well, I have a few. I, when I look back on this last year, I, I see a lot of like growth for me personally, but not in ways that people could see. I I laugh, but I think I've shared something on social media back at Christmas and I I kind of talked about me coming off of my rocker and I did this year. And we got COVID back in August and man, just something changed after that in me. And I think a lot of it, it's embarrassing to even talk about this. Obviously it shows how much I loved food, but so I lost my taste and smell when I had COVID. I haven't really been able to get it back to what it was. I was probably taste and smell less for a good three months. And here in the last maybe month and a half, it started coming back. But what's coming back is awful. Like, I mean, I definitely still taste things, but it's not what it used to be. And so I didn't realize how much of a hobby that eating was for me until I couldn't taste. And I just, I didn't realize how much joy that I got from like food. When I think of entertaining, I think of eating. And when I think of entertainment for me, I think of going to dinner and you know, that that's something that I enjoy because I enjoy food. When I lost that sensation, it was kind of depressing. To be honest, it was depressing because it was like, man, I didn't realize how much enjoyment I got out of eating. And now that I can't taste it, it was seriously depressing. And so I lost quite a bit of weight for me and it wasn't intentional. It was because food was gross and it didn't fulfill me and I had no desire to eat. And so then I kind of started working out and which I I don't do and I haven't taken care of myself very much. And I don't know, I think I started chasing a high that food used to give me. Now, again, this sounds crazy. I know that I'm fully aware of that, but I just, I lost a big piece of enjoyment for myself and then that was eating. And so I think I started chasing that fulfillment in other ways. And and it kind of led to this whole big, I don't know what you would call it, unraveling of myself, of the way that I, that I was the way that I think, the way that I whatever. And it's been really freeing. And, and and again, how do I connect all those dots of what's happened? I don't know. I think it stems from COVID and, and not being able to taste and smell. And somehow it led to me caring less and less about what society says I should do and, and caring less and less about what I feel like you know I should do and, and just being a little more free. Yes. And it's not crazy at all. I mean, there's a reason why we have a phrase called comfort food. Because food is, and no, that's not crazy at all. I I think 99% of the population would agree with you that, especially in our culture and especially in the South and in Appalachian culture, food is such an important part of our, well, our culture, our family gatherings. It's funny that you should say that because it's one of my goals this year is to learn how to be a better cook and to actually enjoy preparing food. (laughs) And this is almost sacrilege, I feel like to say here, but I do not like to cook. I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy it. It is my husband. I'm blessed because my husband likes to cook and he's a very good cook. He can whip up meals like in a flash. That's awesome. And me, I have to plan it and I have to think about it and I have 
have to grieve over it. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then I might get something edible out of that. And I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm not horrible, but I just don't, it's not your thing. I don't enjoy it. And no. I know that it's chemistry and it's art and it's all of those things. And I am so appreciative and envious of people mm-hmm. who do it and do it well. Yeah. You know, my mother and my grandmothers are phenomenal cooks. Mm-hmm. The women in my family are phenomenal cooks. I don't know why I didn't get that gene. I don't know how it <laughs> missed me because Lord knows I grew up around it and they taught me things and I tried. Yeah. I guess it's just, you know, the different things that we're interested in. But I do want to change that. I want to I want to learn. And and my husband's willing to teach me. He's like, you have to listen. <laughs> I'm not even <laughs> oriented at all. He's like, if you're gonna listen to me and pay attention to detail. And that's part of my problem because I'm impatient. Mm-hmm. And I like shortcuts. Like I'd yeah. rather buy frozen onions than dice an onion any day. Oh, that's me too. I'm I'm the same way when it comes to that. Like, sort don't of please don't ask me to peel potatoes. It's like I hate that <laughs> worst thing in the world. So that sounds silly, but that's why are we apologizing for a resolution? I mean, we're not apologizing anymore for a resolution. No. Let's make that a goal. Let's not apologize. Sure. (laughs) Absolutely. No, it's not silly. It is what it is. And so I, yeah, food is important and food is something I share that feeling that you have about food. It is a way that we make ourselves feel better. I don't see food as fuel. And I've tried to change that mindset because they say, you know, if you want to get more fit or if you want to lose weight or if you want to be more healthy, think of food as fuel and think of the comfort side of it as a special occasion. I need to think that way too. I really do. So, you know, I have tried to shift my thinking more in that direction because if you do think of food as fuel, then you'll only fuel yourself with what you know is going to make a difference. You know, no empty calories, no, you know, sugars or um, processed foods that don't contribute to your nutrition at all. But I can't imagine what it's like to lose taste and smell. Well, yes, I can. Yes, I can, because that happened to me for a very short period of time. So I can't imagine that. It's just been so long I had forgotten about it. Yeah. But it is it's it it is disconcerting and it's hard when you're used to enjoying. Well, and I, and I think that was it. It was just like I didn't realize how much that I did enjoy eating, and so you know, it's not that I miss necessarily the you know the taste and all that. I'm, I'm at this point, I'm kind of used to it. But it's I don't know. It just it it led to you know in a weird kind of way, like an ungluing of myself. I was talking to a friend the other day, and I said I've just always I fit in a box. Everything I think and do, and and it's always been in this box. And if you know, I've I've been really I'm I'm very resistant to change, very resistant to doing things outside of what's comfortable and normal to me. I said when I turned thirty that I was going to quit that, and I did uh, to to a degree, but. You know, it's it's still not been like I've still stayed within the boundaries of my box a little bit. And for some reason, that just sparked like this whole change of of just kind of letting go of feeling like I must stay in my little box. And again, it sounds crazy, but it's been very I hate to say the word freeing, but it's I've, I've had a lot of personal growth in the last few months because of that um, and kind of rethinking why I do the things that I do and why I think and feel. And so I, I'm not going to complain. What's another one of yours, Amy? So this is a very specific thing, but well, reflecting back on 2021 and 2020, you know, one of the things that my daughter and I did was we started a little business on Etsy and we were taking, we were making jewelry. And I've talked about this before. What I have been doing isn't 
rocket science. I mean, it's it's not that difficult. I really want to take it up a notch and learn silversmithing. I want to learn how to use silver and heat and blow torches and hammers. And that's awesome. Really, I want to start making my own settings and designing my own jewelry. And and I do design to a certain extent, but I don't make my own settings out of pure silver. And so that's something that I really have a goal for in 2022. That's something I want to learn. I really think that you never stop learning, never stop learning, like always try something new that you haven't tried before and don't put it off. And this just seems like the perfect time. I just feel drawn toward that area of creativity. It's just something that I want to do. And I have no doubt that by the end of 2022, I'll be doing it. I I don't either. I'm excited to watch you do that. That sounds a lot of fun. I think so. I save a lot of things on Pinterest and I save lots of ideas and I watch people do it and on video. And I don't know where I'm going to find a class around here. I may have to be self-taught, but because I've been looking and please message me if you're local and you know where I can learn silversmithing because I would love to get started as soon as possible. What's another one of yours? I think, and I don't know that, I mean, I say, I think it's, it's in the works right now and we are, we've not signed anything yet. We're kind of waiting on some things to change hands, but I think we're going to flip a house and yeah, it's been like, literally it's been a bucket list thing for me for probably the last 15 years. I mean, I can remember like my grandparents, great grandparents had an old hog pen. That was my playhouse. And and I just, I just so enjoyed fixing things up. And, you know, we, our first house that we lived in was kind of one that we, we fixed up a little bit. And, so I just, I, you know, it's funny how the Lord, you know, I have a business. I know I've talked about this before, Curated Social, that I have clients that it's it's really just kind of funny how the Lord has orchestrated all of this. And and really, it, I'm, I'm swirling so much in it. There's no reason in the world. Like, I feel like this was my sign to take it on myself. But all of my clients are either in real estate or building or title processing, or it's just, it's crazy. It's all, it's all centered around like real estate and homes. And so for the last year, I, one of my clients is a builder and, and I do most of like the marketing and stuff for them, but I always like stop and watch the people that are like tiling and laying floor. And, you know, I end up just sitting down on a bucket watching them do this. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm not going to be scared. Like I'm going to do this. So, you know, really long story short, there was a house that came up for sale. It was a court ordered auction and I went and I bid on it. I don't think I've told you this story yet, Amy, but I bid on the house and I didn't even tell Ben. As I bid, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what did I just do? And there was one guy that was beside me and he bid against me. And I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. I cannot buy a house without telling Ben. <laughs> so then I bid again and I was like, Brittany, stop. He outbid me, thankfully. But long story short, that house came back Um kind of back in our hands possibly. And so we've made an offer and we're kind of waiting on that to kind of fall through or hopefully come through. So, you know, it's just something I've always wanted to do. And this year, probably more than ever, I want to challenge myself to do things that, again, I guess come kind of part of my ungluing here a little bit, try things, challenge myself to do things that intimidate me a little bit, right? Things that I knew and things that, because honestly, every single time that I've done that, whether it be my blog, whether it's fostering, whatever it is, my business, every single time I challenge myself, I walk 
walk away with tremendous feelings of being fulfilled, growing. And it's a matter when I challenge myself, I feel like I get a lot of personal growth and I crave that. So that's that's on my bucket list this year. So we'll see if it happens. That is amazing and exciting and I'm inspired and I cannot wait to see what you do. You're like the next Joanna Gaines. Oh, I'm I'm far from that. I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna be like the person in the background on Google and YouTube trying to figure out how to do this that's stuff. Okay, that's what they're but there for. You gotta start somewhere, right? So No, I think that's great. And I think coming to a close for our listeners and for ourselves, that's the thing. You have to find what fulfills you. You have to find out what gives you joy. I've been talking to a friend of mine about that and she said you know, I'm not sure yet what my passion is. I'm not sure yet what gives me joy. And I think until, you know, and it may take a while to figure that out. Like what makes you feel good? What gives you a sense of completion and you can't wait to get up in the morning and and do it or work it into your day or whatever. And that's the thing that you do. And I think you constantly challenge yourself to do more and to do better and take it up a notch when it's time and you'll know when it's time. You just listen to your intuition. But that's my wish for everybody in 2022 is that you find what fulfills you, or if you know what fulfills you, that you get out of your comfort zone and try something new. That's it. That's it. And and like I said, any time that I've done that and made a commitment to myself to step outside of being comfortable, really step outside of my little box, I've experienced tremendous growth and it's just personal growth. You know, it's spiritual growth. It's, it's, I don't know. I, I kind of chase that feeling sometimes. And I, I think I get a little itchy when I sit still and, and get super complacent because I, I, I miss that feeling of growth. And so that would be my, my challenge and my hope for everybody too this year is that, you know, you, you start to do things that intimidate you a little bit. And, you know, I think it's important to remember too, when you have those setbacks, like the taste and the smell, or when you have the setbacks like feeling you're in a rut or feeling anxious about what you know what what am I doing next those are the reminders that's God's voice that's the reminder that you are capable of more or that you're capable of managing this or you're capable of growth you know oh, we need sure. those times and we need those moments and don't let them get you down don't don't get bogged down. Find your support system, find your people, find your tribe and roll up your sleeves and get out there and do it because anything can seem insurmountable if you perceive it that way. It really is. I think a lot of it is in your mind. You know, you we, we stop ourselves short too often. Absolutely. Well, Amy, I'm, I'm also excited about this, this podcast and see where we go this year. I know we, we talked about some ideas we had back in the fall and I'm just excited to be able to continue doing this and and bringing some cool topics and some things um, to everybody that's listening to us too. I am too. And I sent you our stats for the year. We had almost 1500 downloads last year, which is kind of exciting. It's not huge. We're not like millions, but that's exciting to think that 1500 people listened to our podcast, you know, so Absolutely. we hope to grow this. That's another goal. Like would love to grow Southern Salon. And if you are listening and you like the podcast, please share it with someone. Mm-hmm. It's something I think you can listen to when you're doing things, you know, that maybe you can put us in your ears and you can listen while you do it or driving, you know, we'd love to talk to you while you're driving. Mm-hmm. So 
just share a podcast. We're on social media. We're on Facebook and we're on Instagram and just about anywhere where you can find your podcast. You'll find us. Well, looking forward to talking with you again, Amy, and getting to spend some time catching up with everybody. Same here. Until we talk again. Bye-bye. Bye. We'd like to tell you about a couple of our sponsors, Ivy Attic Company and Curated Social Strategy and Consulting. Ivy Attic Company's mother-daughter artisans craft sustainable jewelry and book charms from vintage books, glass, and organics. We specialize in custom designs inspired by our love of literature and the mountains. Browse our Etsy shop at Ivy Attic CO for our literary coal, river glass, and mustard seed collections, along with Riley's resin designs. You can connect with us through our links on the show notes. Curated Social Strategy and Consulting provides next-level social media for businesses and brands. Serving clients nationwide, Curated Social helps you tell your story. We believe that exceptional social media is client-focused, audience-centered, and begins with a curated and strategic approach. We offer customizable plans for our clients from social media content calendars to weekly consulting meetings to full account services. You can learn more about these services through the links in our show notes. 